Hi, I'm Nancy Lotridge Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. We're financial advisors for New Perspectives Incorporated, an independent fee-only financial management company. And this is Money Notes, 15 minutes of financial tips and conversations about money to help you save more, invest smarter, and live better financially. So plug in your earbuds and get your notepad ready. It's Money Notes. So today we're talking about wills, advanced directives, a power of attorney, and living trust. Susan McAdory is joining me today. And Susan, there are two things that are definite, death and taxes. And today we're talking about death. What do you think of that? Oh, well, it's it's a great idea to be prepared for death. <laughs> it is, because, you know, it happens to all of us. So that brings up this idea of a will. And what is a will? Do you know? Well, I don't actually have a will. I've never you actually You don't got have one. a will? No. Well, a will is just a document that says, this is what I want to happen to my stuff. That's the main thing that's in a will. What will happen to your stuff when you die? And um, so a lot of people will say, well, I don't, I don't have much stuff. Well, everybody has some stuff. And so even younger people who think, I don't have much stuff. And also, if you're younger, you're not thinking about death, right? Well, you know, we all know it's going to happen eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it can happen to anybody at any time, which is why it's important to have some written instruction somewhere. So it's the instructions about what will happen to your stuff, who will get it, how it will be divided up. That's the main thing that's in there. Also, you need to understand that wills are governed by state law, not federal law. So those vary from state to state. And how your stuff will be divided up depends on the state where you're living and the state where your stuff, which can be other property, is. So if you don't have written instructions, a will, then it's going to go by state law. In some states, um, if a person dies, then all of their stuff is divided between equally now between their partner, spouse, and any children. And so if you want to do something different than what's in state law, you have to write it down. Hmm. So who should have a will? Well, Susan, you're an adult, right? I, I should get one. The other thing that's really important, if you have children, you need to list in your will who the guardian will be for the children, because those children really can't manage their own finances. So an adult needs to be named in the meantime. Make sense? Yeah. And you probably want to check with that adult first that they want that responsibility. Definitely. You need to think very carefully about who you would want to do that. Now, you're younger. You might think, well, I would prefer to have my parents, but you also have to think of your parents being older and will they be around and will they be able to take care of your children, if you have any, when your time comes. Mm -hmm. So you might want to think about somebody who is a peer or maybe younger and also know you can change that person throughout the years as the situation changes. So will can be changed. It's not set in stone. One thing that I guess you wouldn't necessarily put in a will, but is important to have instructions for other people if you pass, would be, I guess, your social media accounts, the password. Because a lot of times 
Um, that's the important thing is knowing the password to get right. And there can be passwords to all kinds of accounts. So someone needs to know not only those passwords, but uh, passwords and locations of other accounts so they can track them down. What we tell our clients as we have aging clients is to start talking to their grown children about what they have, what types of accounts they have, where they can go to find that list, who they can talk to in order to settle things up should they die. Mm -hmm. And so that's something you need to think about. It's not always pleasant. Um, I just started sending my daughter a list of my assets in the last few years. Uh, She told me I was freaking her out. (laughs) How dare I bring up the, the idea of my death? But we need to do that. We need to start talking to those grown children about what our desires are, where those papers are, and what will happen when we die. It's very important. Now, what does not go through the will? Do you know? Well, I know that my IRA account won't. Why won't your IRA account go through the will? Well, it has a beneficiary on it. My mom. She'll get it. Yes. Okay. So that then brings up this idea that any account that has a beneficiary doesn't go through your will because you've already said, I want my mom to get my retirement account if something happens to me. So that would be a retirement account. What else could it be? Um, It could also be a TOD account, a transfer on death. So some states allow you to put a beneficiary on an account that's not a retirement account. So when you go down to the bank, you can ask, can I do a TOD, as in Tom, or a POD, as in Paul, that stands for transfer on death or pass on death? And that allows you to then carve that out of the will. It is strictly a beneficiary listing on the account. So if someone dies who has a beneficiary on an account, you just need to show up at the institution with the death certificate, and then they will disperse all of those assets. So um, your IRA, your 401k, um, any account that has a TOD or a POD, and life insurance. Life insurance doesn't go through the will. There is a beneficiary on that uh, life insurance policy. And so that tells us what to do with that at that point. That means, what do you think would be left? Well, your bank account, if it just has your name on it. Right, what else could be there? Well, your car. Your car, (laughs) all of your personal stuff. Um, I did run into someone many years ago who decided the way she was going to handle All of the things that she owned is that she put a piece of tape under each item in her house that said which child would get the the item (laughs) when she died. Can you believe it? And she said, all you have to do is just turn it over. It's clear as a bell. And I'm thinking, hmm, knowing families, what if somebody gets in there and swaps the tape around? Exactly. Right. It can happen. So um, be aware that it is important to have a will. Anybody who is an adult who has some stuff, and you don't necessarily need to go to a lawyer to get a will, even though I recommend you go just find a local attorney. It's usually not that expensive, but in many states, you can write it out by hand, sign it at the bottom, have somebody witness it, and it can be legal. And you can also go online to some online sites that allow you to create legal documents without going through an attorney. So just go ahead and get a simple will. 
Know that it can be changed at any time, but understand that the latest will that you have out there that's on file or can be located is going to be used upon your death. You would like to have any attorney that you use have a copy of your will, but be careful with that, you know, because attorneys retire. And guess what? Attorneys die too. (laughs) So you need to make sure you can track down that document so someone has the latest copy of all of that. Well, that leads us to something called an advanced directive. So what is that, Susan? I have an advanced directive. So explain to us what that is. Well, it uh, varies by state on what you have to fill out, but it lets uh, anybody left behind... um, when you become incapacitated um, or very sick um, and you're unable to make healthcare decisions for yourself. Like a car accident correct, or stroke. Exactly. It tells them exactly what you want to happen to you in the hospital concerning medications you do or don't want to be put on, uh, how you want to be fed or watered, um, and if you should pass, uh, what you want to happen to organs, and you can specify with which organs, if any, you want to give away. And um, lest you elect um, somebody of your choice um, to make medical decisions on your behalf. Um, I chose my brother as number one. Because it would be very hard for your parents to make those choices, right? Well, it would be difficult. And my brother and I are very much alike. um, And we know a lot about each other. So to me, he would make choices in line with myself. And did you ask him about that? No, I told him. (laughs) I told him. Um, He's a younger brother, right? He is younger. And you can choose people if that person doesn't want that responsibility at that time. You can put secondaries. So I put my parents as secondaries in case it all became too much for him. But one thing I think is neat is you do have space to write other things, just any notes you want. Um, So I took the time to put myself in that position and think if my brother or family members had to make those decisions, I would want it to be the least stressful for them. So I told them in that section, you know, any type of life I'm in, I'd like to be able to participate in it. So um, just trying to give them guidelines to make them feel secure about that choice they have to make, which can be very difficult for somebody, Yeah, particularly really in that situation. Interesting that you've done that, and that yeah. um, gives that person the strength to follow through on what you said you wanted to happen. Exactly. And I also put my burial instructions in that place. Just, But I you want don't to be have a will. <laughs> no will. Oh, my gosh. Well, that can be connected to a health care power of attorney, which gives somebody um that power to make those decisions. Another type of power of attorney is a durable power of attorney, which allows someone to sign for you and act as if they are you. And that often becomes important when you have somebody who is, um, they're still around, they need to have things taken care of, but they can't really manage their own finances anymore. For instance, if they have dementia issues. So that so, should be a tr- very trusted person. You yes, choose. a very trusted person. And also you need to be careful about making sure that happens before that person would be deemed unable to make those legal choices. And then finally, some people will uh, ask about living trust. A living trust, also known as a revocable trust, meaning you can revoke it or change it. It does not protect you against uh, estate taxes. It does function like a will. 
It is different because there is no probate you have to go through, but probate is not a big deal. And it's very expensive to set up. So be careful about going in that direction. Talk to an attorney. Make sure you have what you need because you know what? We all die. One day. One day. I'm Nancy Lottridge Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. And this was Money Notes. Find us at newper.com. N E W P as in Paul, E R.com. Call us at 888 831 3158. And join us next time. For money notes, New Perspectives, Inc. is a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In no event shall anything said here be interpreted or construed as a solicitation to affect securities transactions or provide personal investment advice. A copy of New Perspective, Inc.'s written disclosure statement is available upon request.